Welcome or welcome back to the Brand Builder Academy podcast, where we discuss the latest trends in content marketing and best practices that you can use as a part of your own strategy. This podcast is powered by Brand Method Media Group, and I'm your host, Kelly Kelly. Today's guest is Bridget Fields, founder and creative director of Design Show Marketing. She is also a United States Air Force veteran. Thank you for your service, Bridget. Design Show Marketing is an advertising and communications company committed to making a positive impact on society by partnering with clients that improve the lives of people everywhere. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate you inviting me here. I'm really excited. Good. We're excited to have you. So let's start with a quick overview of you and your company to kick things off. Yeah, so thank you. So as you said, my name is Bridget and I'm the owner of Design Show and we specialize in three divisions as healthcare, government and community organizations. And what I really wanted to do was create this ecosystem where we were able to partner these companies and organizations together so we can create those healthier and sustainable communities with people who look and sound like us. That's incredible. That's, uh, I think, really important. Um, because different voices, different experiences, different contexts make make a difference, especially when you're talking about communications. Um, so I know that your company offers digital marketing services and will probably flip between how it impacts your company and then your clients. But I wanted to start with understanding what role does digital play in your overall marketing strategy when promoting the business? Yes, digital plays a very important role. Most of the clients that approach design show are usually baby boomers or generation X. So they usually mm. already come with a PR staff, you know, boots on the ground team, but they really don't have that digital presence as we know of now in 2023, which is like everything. Essential. So essential, <laughs> exactly. Critical, all the keywords. And so the digital piece plays in our company, we really create a footprint for them to get started using everything that they've used years in the past and really kind of transitioning that over into digital language. Incredible. Do you find, because um, you mentioned generational, do you find pushback? At this point, when you want to implement certain strategies when it comes to content and digital? Always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about when you're telling your grandmother or your auntie, mm -hmm. which is the age group of my clients, about social media or TikTok, you know, that makes people stroke out. Um, we really just have to express to them the importance of what the mindset of the consumer is today of them wanting to learn more about the people in the organization. Like it's easy to know the product or service that they have, but what are the processes and the people behind it to make this great product? Yeah, definitely. I think we, we're certainly in the age of it's not enough just to have a good product or service. People want to know who's behind this. Mm -hmm. What is, who, who are the people, the actual people, um, so I think that's a, a tremendous uh, frame of reference there. Yes. Can you share an example of a content marketing campaign that was particularly successful that you guys are very proud of? Um, let's see. Yes. So we are in government contracting space and we created a DIY capability statement. So what I wanted to do there with the content marketing was kind of work from the bottom up. So going from the DIY product 
to offering like an FAQ page and then videos on how to um, execute or create or edit the document all the way to, it's like we're creating this relationship and trust of education and information with the client with these videos and blogs on how to make that one product better. And then ultimately, like now we're working on the webinar, which is where we want them to come after buying the DIY. So uh, using those content marketing pieces, and you can use them in any order. I don't think clients understand that there's no exact recipe. It's just uh, making it sense to your processes and, of course, your target so they can know how to um, digest the content. Absolutely. And what about your creative process? How how does your team come up with ideas? Um, and how do you determine what type of content is likely to be the most effective? Yes, the great thing about our team is that when I bring them in, it's important that, first of all, we have the same vision in mind, because that's going to help with anything and everything that we do. We're all starting on the same page. So when it comes to creating ideas, most of the time when someone says something, it's what the other person was thinking um, because we've just really uh, been able to be in sync and um, really verbalize and communicate uh, what we want to create when it comes to design. So we'll have brainstorming sessions every week, um, once a week. So mm. it's recurring. Even if we're not working on anything, we still like to come mm. together and kind of, you know, merge of the minds and make sure it stays consistent because that's the pace of the company. I think it's always uh, such a unique uh, trait for a, a person who understands creative. I always say create the, the balance between creative and commerce. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you have people that are super creative and they just kind of deep dive into that, forgetting this still has to make sense from a data standpoint. We still have to do the number thing and the report thing. And, you know, it, it, it still has to support the bottom line. So I always feel like people who are creative individuals that can also balance, this is still a business. And I, I we can start off shooting for the moon, but we still have to come down to something that is going to support the goals of either our company or the client's company. So I think that's uh, a tremendous team to have if you have that. Absolutely. And then, you know, just filling in the yin to the yangs of everyone mm -hmm. in the group. So when people come in, and even with myself, when we have meetings like weaknesses, I almost kind of start with that because I don't want people to be afraid of it. If anything, it's something that we like to use to make us stronger. So once I really learn about everyone and their weakness, then I can kind of pair those off or hire somebody that complements that and just make, you know, a nice fluid ecosystem, which is the key word of the day, <laughs> within, the, <laughs> uh, within the company. So that really helps because I can't think of everything, Kelly. Okay. No, not it, not everything. Um, so I want to talk about probably the hot topic on everyone who's in marketing and, and beyond. Um, how are you guys dealing with AI? Are you integrating it into your um, processes? Are you recommending it to clients or are you very much like, no, let's stick with the old school way? <laughs> uh, I love AI. I love, I love, love, love it. And we actually started using it last year with Jasper. And so yeah. we were, you remember that, and we were kind of playing on it then with uh, generating paragraphs. And then when GPT came out, you know, everybody was that just exploded. 
So instead of trying to harness it all in the company and be like, this is how you use it to make marketing, I started to see that the clients were using it, but improperly, because you have to know what verbiage to feed it. And if you know, you're a client who doesn't know how to communicate your company, like such as in the elevator pitch, then the AI is not going to help you either. It's just going to spit out different words that you just put in there. <laughs> um, so we've been incorporated with our design and then in our network, I'm always asking other creatives, how are they using it? You know, like the designers, mm -hmm. they're really taking off with it as far as like creating these amazing images that, you know, you can't oh, find yeah. and stop for time. Yeah. How limited that is, especially with a company like mine who focuses in underserved communities. So it's a lot of black and brown people images that we use and need. Mm. Very hard to find, as you, you know, know. So being able to create those specific images has been uh, really helped us to connect again with people who look and sound like us because now they can see it on the ad. So I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um I'm I'm a big listener on social, whether it's the business groups on Facebook that I'm a part of. Um, and then, of course, LinkedIn and my network is a lot of marketers, um, but then also a lot of people who aren't in marketing. And it seems to be, you know, you have some groups of people that are just they're not going to give into it. And I think that's a, a, a dangerous game to play. Um, you can, like you say, you can harness it for a certain you can use it in a certain way that isn't just cheating or whatever misconception people have of this. Um, but to your point, and this is what I always stress to people, it's the, the what it spits out is only as good as what you put into it, right? So I feel like in the next five years, we'll start to see job titles that are somewhere along the lines of like um, prompt writer, chat GPD prompt writer or something to that effect. Um, it'll at least be a responsibility because you still have to utilize um, at least right now, uh, utilize an experienced content marketing creative brain to put together a prompt that's going to yield something worth using. And even still, it needs to be edited. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it, it, the, the power is tremendous and we've used it and it's a great starter, as I say, but you still have to edit it. I, I've not been, I'm not, used chat GPD or recommended anyone else use it to where whatever you put in, even as good as the prompt may be, you just use that out the gate. I think that's mm -hmm. um, a little weird. So it still takes a human touch and expertise. Um, but I am not of the mindset of no, no, no. Like we need to stay old. I'm like, guys, this, the train <laughs> been left the station. All like, right, right, this right. is futile. Tech. <laughs> And especially in the healthcare field, because mm. my doctors, they thought they can just, you know, go off and use it. But when it comes to healthcare, because I have a provider and he specializes in women's health. And, you know, that's definitely a tone of voice when mm -hmm. you speak to women about personal issues. And GPT Check doesn't know that. And then especially like with fibroids, right, which is mostly African-American women between like yeah. 30 and 50. And that's definitely a type of tone and voice and feel in the verbiage that GPT could not generate. So after, you know, we would create like a brochure for fibroid treatment, we still had to interject that patient care into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Um and then I wanted to, so this, as you know, this is a new show. We had a podcast before. This is sort mm -hmm. of a reinvention of it. 
And one of the things I really wanted to focus on is providing some sort of action item, a takeaway. I think we have a lot of podcasts that I'm a huge fan of. There's a lot of pontificating, a lot of thoughts and this, that, and a third, um, and some key takeaways. But I, I want one of the core things of this podcast to be a key takeaway, an action item somebody, once they're done listening to the show, can take. So what is one key content strategy you would encourage? Um, I know your focus is government, healthcare. What is a key content strategy you would encourage an organization like that to take today? Yes, definitely. LinkedIn is a gold mine. I absolutely mm-hmm. love LinkedIn. So reintroducing yourself or your company on LinkedIn consistently is definitely a uh, consistent piece of content marketing strategy that I suggest. So do it once a week because you may think, oh, we told mm. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. But as you know, Kelly, it's not seven t- touch points anymore. It was like 22 the last time I checked. And that yeah. Ago, so it could have went up even more by now. So once a week, let people know exactly who you are and what your company does. I think that's a great tip. It's a simple tip that anyone can do regardless of their industry. And it's something that we just, I think we default to like, well, I don't want to repeat that. I just posted that. And it's right. like, people probably didn't see it. They probably didn't. <laughs> Maybe if they did, they forgot. And we're going to keep reminding they you. They forgot. You know, keeps reminding us, you know, about that same soda. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. That's a great tip. And I think that is a great way to end the show. Thank you so much. That's going to wrap our show for today. Thank you to our incredible guest, Bridget Fields, founder and creative director of Design Show Marketing. We'll have contact information for Bridget in the show notes for anyone who wants to get in touch with questions or business inquiries. Um, And if you enjoyed today's show, um, please don't forget to like, like, subscribe and leave a review depending on where you see this, either on YouTube or hear it on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast. But thank you again, Bridget. This has been amazing and I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love this. Thank you.